0: And we are back I am Eric He is Paul We are the fat packs in this it's Beckett Radio. What's up, Paul? Sa, dude. Sa, man. How you doing?
1: Man, I'm doing okay. You doing good? Yeah, man. You doing real good? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm between awake and tired.
0: Awake and tired? It's, right between. It's not as early as it typically is. No, not so much. But uh, it's, it is it is a little early, and dude. my microphone sounds funky again. Nice. I don't know if you can hear that funky, but uh, speaking of funky, that music in the background you heard was... uh. A, a song called tomorrow off the roots album released in 2014 called then I shot my cousin uh, <laughs> I I love man, it. yeah I love the roots I, I mean love domestic <laughs> issues <laughs> domestic issues yeah uh, <laughs> right before we came on air you were you were saying we need to come in to uh, some uh, pour some sugar on love uh, oh. who who's that it's on me by it's on the me way. Okay, yeah, on I, me. I don't yeah, know yeah it
1: you don't know it's by death
0: leopard it's by death leopard yeah yeah I definitely wouldn't know <laughs> that at all yeah um, are you sure? Is it Death Leopard or is it Poison? No, it's Death Leopard. Okay, all right. Album
1: Sisteria and it is the first or second song I think. On all the right. Album.
0: Yeah. I asked you if you were a big fan of the uh, '80s hair band music, and you said, "Yeah, you love Bon Jovi," and I was like, "Really? You like Bon? I, did- I didn't know this about you." You didn't know that about I me. I didn't know this about yeah, you. I'm
1: jealous because they all have hair. That's what uh, it is. <laughs> is that what, what it is? That's what it is. I just relive my youth through them. Now, it, so. man,
0: it's uh, it's 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 funny. Uh, bon Jovi is uh. One of those bands that I never really, um, never really got into it, you know. Uh, but my wife loves Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah! Kudos <laughs> to her. Loves, she loves all those. Uh, she likes everything you like. Maybe I should introduce you to, <laughs> 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 Olives, Bon Jovi, <laughs> yeah, that kind good. of stuff. Um, yeah, she she uh, she likes the '80s hair band music, and uh, I, I'm just not into it. That's just not my thing. But you know, whatever. It's all good. Uh, speaking of Bon Jovi. Course, uh, I heard rumor that uh, you know we might we might be getting to go to Vegas. You know, there's rumblings around here. I don't. That's I don't, not my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not your tummy. <laughs> no. There's rumblings around here that, that it it's a possibility that the fat packs will be in Vegas, and
1: uh, they say they're just checking with Vegas to make sure they can handle they us. They can handle it. <laughs> yeah. they
0: handle the odds. Uh, it's it, nothing set in stone yet. Nothing's set in stone. No, not but yet. But I want to address that whole. Uh, what's what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas thing it's kind of
1: hard when we're doing a podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and blasting it out to yeah. to, to people that's
0: but, that's a lie yeah <laughs> what happens in the backwoods of West Virginia needs to stay in the backwoods of West Virginia right Brogan <laughs> what, what happens what happens in Vegas needs to be told to everybody like I was in a I was in a hot tub with Bon Jovi with three girls and he was saying shut the hot that needs to be told right i I don't know. It's possible is he <laughs> could be there. He is a huge
1: sports fan. You know, yeah, he he owns a f- part of the Philadelphia Soul. The Philadelphia Soul, who only
0: you and Bon Jovi know who they are. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Thanks well, for the Arena League update, buddy. Yeah, no problem, man. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, yeah, man. But uh, we'll we'll get some uh, we'll get some '80s hairband music for you on the uh, on the intro next week. Nice works uh, for me. Yeah, we'll we'll pick a a better song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I don't know what it is. All right, man. Uh, new week, new products and pricing kind of slim again but we got a big one
2: right
1: about yeah and this is really all it's all about you man it's a uh, upper deck series 2 hockey yeah boom i mean it's good stuff man
0: yeah it was it's real good stuff we opened it yesterday you did you um, and uh, you and mr matt mr matt he he's been begging me to do a, a hockey break because he hadn't got to do a hockey break in a while so he uh, i said all right in fact last time he did a hockey break it was I think it was last year's trilogy it's a big one too 15 16 trilogy and he we opened that, and he pulled a Connor McDavid autograph. So so we sit down yesterday uh, to do the, the Series 2 break, and uh, uh, I hand him uh, the box. I said, you take this one, I'll take this one. And I'm opening my box. I will say this. For, I will preface this by telling the – remember the story at the Summit – not the Summit, the, uh, the Toronto. Toronto show. I had the most horrible box in the history of boxes of – well, this these boxes were very well cor- correlated. Nothing like the first No, nope, back on track. Yeah, nothing like the first series. So, I'm opening my box and it's it's a decent box. It's not it's not great. M- Matt proceeds to pull every every <laughs> card that you would want to pull from series 1. He pulls in his box and I'm just like son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire, man. He is on fire. He does he did a, he did a good job yesterday. We did pull the uh the Patrick Laney, when I however you want to say his name hat trick that's what you yeah. that's how you yeah, say his, his name hat trick that's yeah. right we pulled that uh it went directly back to grading it got a nine five and uh, we are going to be giving that away to a f- lucky that's l- a lucky person right lucky there lucky listener lucky uh Beckett reader user or something you know get, I, I should talk to him see if I can give it away directly in the Beckett hockey forums there you go.
1: That would be cool. I
0: don't know if they'll let me do it, but I
1: we should I make people
0: sing Bon Jovi. Yeah, to get it, Bon Jovi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blaze of Glory. Can they sing Blaze of Glory? Yeah, they might. Did you ever see? Did you ever see uh, that movie? I don't that do. Movie? I don't, do, I don't do movies, man. What movie was that from? I don't even remember. Gosh, I don't know. Somebody help me out on Twitter. Tell me what what movie Blaze of Glory came from. Um, <laughs> Because I'm just going to... It's a Western. I know that. Yeah, it's... it's about uh, Billy the Kid. Yeah, He got and it's me. It's got Kiefer Sutherland in it. And, uh-huh, uh-huh, And Estevez and all those guys. All right. That's what I remember. That's right all you I remember? About. I don't remember the name. It <laughs> <laughs> must have been a rough night. Yeah, must all right. Have been. Uh, I got pretty much no new pricing. Uh, top Series 1, baseball is priced.
1: Yeah, Brian's worked Dude, his little tail off. Yeah, he worked that his little together. tail off
0: getting that in there. Um, Re- Road to WrestleMania... Top's Road to WrestleMania is priced as well. Okay, and then that was about it.
1: We're almost done with Black Gold. Yeah, for for Black Gold football. How's yeah. that going?
0: How's the market on that? It's uh,
1: it's tough, man. You know, it's you know that the high dollar products and it's high risk, high reward. Okay. You know, I mean that the 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 bigger guys are doing really well, and the smaller guys, well, you know, just it just stinks. You know, it just stinks that there's such a discrepancy in the in the pricing, but um, it just is what it is. You know, it's what the market's dictating. So.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense.
1: But uh, it's cool stuff. I mean, the cards are really cool.
0: I, I do like it. I mean, not that Black Gold has changed a lot from, from its inception to where it is now. But th- there are little subtle differences. I like it. I, li- I like the design of it. Yeah. Um, it has a high-end feel to it. It does. You know, as it should. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that, that's good. I'm glad you guys are working on that and almost getting it done because I'm sure everybody is out there. I've heard Justin rumbling over there like, these guys asked me for this and <laughs> – He's trying, guys. I can tell you that he's trying. He's trying. Uh, you know, you, you got to do what the market dictates. Dic- dic- so, yep. Um, yeah, there That's you go. true. Uh, what do you say? We got a little bit of time here. We got like we got like four minutes before we gotta get into a break. Okay. So, uh, wh- what do you want to do? You want to announce winners to giveaways, or do you want to uh, go over to the basketball?
1: Let's do the winners, man. You want to do the winners? Yeah, I want to give some stuff away. All right,
0: we gave away uh, from our guest Mike James, uh, created, creator. Of Welcome to the show. He sent us two sets of Welcome to the Show. He did. And uh, two different, well, it's a complete set is what it is, of the uh, uncut sheets. Mm-hmm. So we had a Gleam contest for those. And uh, I let I let it run on Gleam contest. What you had to do, you got the most entries by listening to the show. And so I, it ended last night. And wouldn't you know. Who got it? Who got it? The, the people who got the who who got the uh, the prize are actual listeners of the show. Why? I love that. I there actually we go. Love that. Sweet. Two Wait. of the three won. Uh. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so uh, let me let me open this up and I'll, I'll announce it to you. Um, Donnie S. He won the sheets. He got first place. Very cool. Uh, Ryan S. Won one of the sets and Tracy L. One of the uh, one, one of these sets as well. So, awesome. Uh, you guys, I know you listen to the show, and two of you have already contacted me. Please send me your email address, of your shipping details at radio at com or Eric in at Beckett.com, and we will get you those wonderful prizes out to you. Um, everybody else, uh, our Super Bowl winner with the plates, those went out this week. Okay, um, cool. What a, the Joey Bosa went out this week, Okay. and there was one other other card that went out this week um, but
1: uh but you got some good stuff coming up don't you
0: yeah i got some good stuff coming all right up. It's, it's all in the works you're
1: gonna keep it keep it behind doors for now
0: <sighs> for the moment okay for the moment all right then we had that frank viola contest giveaway this morning frankie Let's, um you know what I'll, I'll announce the winner now why all not right. i'll just why go not? there and check it out and yeah uh, check it out pick one the winner. pick pick a person out uh, what i love about this is i, I set the parameters right I give it an hour. It's uh, an early morning giveaway. It's 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 for those guys that get in early, like us. Yeah, like us. So uh, I give you the hours, and then the the hour, the hour or hour and a half, whatever it is, expires. But right. You continue to, to you continue to enter. So uh, <laughs> I like your persistence. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're not going to notice. Yeah, they're not. Gonna they act. don't. They don't tell time yeah, there. They, they, they're in Texas. They don't. They don't use clocks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go. You know what? Who do you want to go with here? Let me hit the random button here because I got everybody pulled up. Let's go, uh, let's go, PJ Clark. PJ Clark, you are our winner. Uh, Sweet. I, I don't know if you listen to the show equivalent, but you, you enter the contest correctly. So, uh, PJ. Kudos to that. <laughs> Way to go, PJ. Yeah, PJ will be teaching seminars next week on how to enter correctly. <laughs> that's right. All right, guys. Uh, that's That brings us to the end of our first segment. Uh, we have a Great show for you. First up on the phone, we we sat down yesterday with uh, Breaker Culture, yes, uh, website that reviews breakers. Interesting sounds, com- yeah, yeah, interesting, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, you'll hear it in the interview. I I told him he was the Angie's List of <laughs> of uh, of card breaking. That's fair. That is fair. It, it, it pretty much sounds what it, it is what it is. So uh it, yeah. it's a it's a cool concept. Hope you guys uh, enjoy that one. Uh, it's a the way he does it, I, I I would encourage you to go sign up for his website so you guys can be a part of that. Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, so good information on yeah, that. Yeah, it, it actually helps collectors out a lot. Indeed. So uh, go sign up for that, and he's got a new uh, a new podcast that you can check out there as well. And then uh, later on in the show is uh, the return of one long fly ball, Mister David Wright, with a set from the '90s that'll make you go, hmm. We're talking Jennifer Montana when yeah. we get back. <laughs> That's right. We're talking Jennifer Montana and the rest of the uh, NFL players' wives. There you go. After that. So, uh, guys, stick around for that. We'll be right back after this quick break.
3: This is Scott Sargent from WFNY, and you're listening to Beckett Radio.
0: All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. And uh, joining us on the phone now is a. It's a gentleman that we have been playing email tag with for a few weeks, trying to get him all set up. Uh, he was supposed to be on last week, but we had to rescheduling for this week. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're all here now. Uh, Mr. Ty Wilson of Breaker Culture is joining us on the phone. What is up this morning, sir? What's up, guys? How you doing? We're we're doing pretty good. Yeah, man, doing okay. I L- mean, a little really? tired, but you know, that's new, that's normal. You know, Paul, it's not 7:30 like it typically is when we're recording. That's this. That's true. So, so
1: I, I should I've got no excuses. You got an
0: hour. <laughs> My man, Mr. Wilson, is on the road traveling. So he is. You now well, now we you really have it. no excuses. All right, absolutely. Uh, let's jump right into this, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, who you are and how long you've been involved in the hobby.
4: Yeah, totally, guys. Yeah, so you're, and you're all right. I'm driving uh, across the beautiful state of Missouri from Kansas City to St. Louis, and I'm in my favorite spot in the world, Columbia, Missouri, home of the Missouri Tigers, so I'd uh, just to call that out real quick. But yeah, uh, thanks. So yeah, I've been in the hobby for probably the same as you guys, right? I've been collecting since the late 80s, early 90s, and kind of the heyday of the hobby, and uh, kind of went through the whole cycle of selling cards and, and collecting cards, and even doing some breaking myself in 2012 and 13 and uh, just have never found a way to really disconnect myself. I just, I love the hobby in general and and enjoy sports. And now I have, I have five kids and I have two older boys and love bringing them up through it and seeing them collect. So that's that's kind of who I am.
0: That's very cool. Getting your kids involved yeah. is uh, is really important. We, that's a that's a common theme here on the show is getting your kids involved. Uh, again, my 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 kids couldn't care less about it. Paul's kids seem to be uh, into it a, a little, little bit. A
1: little bit, but now they're more on the Pokemon side. Oh, the Pokemon. side. Yeah, they've side. kind of a, they've already like jumped ship off the sports card stuff, and now they're into Pokemon. Right so. into Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> man. If it's not
0: bright yellow border, they don't want to talk about it. Nice. Okay, Ty. Uh, let us know what <laughs> you, you are. Uh, you you're the mind behind uh, breakerculture.com tell us uh, where did that concept begin how did it start what what did you want it to be and uh, just how did you jump off with it yeah
4: totally totally um, so, so really it evolved out of you know like I said I was breaking I did some boot breaks in uh, 2013 2012 and, and my little niche was hey I wanted to focus on doing a large-scale break and so I was doing breaks for like 15 and 20 cases and
3: all that good stuff but uh,
4: I, I realized after doing it a, a year, year and a half, that it wasn't for me. Uh, just the, the time investment was just insane. Um, I ended up having to go overseas to, to China for a year, and I came back in 2015, and I, and I looked at kind of the hobby again, and I realized, my goodness, breaking has just exploded. Uh, new breakers everywhere. You can you can find a break just about every, every minute of the day. Um so I realized, again, I, I wanted to stay in the hobby, but I, I kind of looked at it from a business sense. What, where, where are the gaps in breaking? Uh, it's growing so fast. What, what's missing? And the thing that I thought was missing was this idea of accountability, like transparency. I just didn't feel like there was a good way to really identify with what these breakers were about, some of the, the things they were doing, some of the, the goods and the bads of these breakers. There was no real good spot, some, some central spot to go to to really understand who these people were. Um, so I thought, you know what? I, I can do this. I can develop something like this and, and help the hobby understand what's happening in the breaking world. Um, and so that, that's how it evolved. I reached out to another gentleman named Brad, who's kind of the, the brains behind the operation, did all the developing for the site. We bounced a lot of ideas off each other, and it, and it, it grew pretty quickly. Last year, last summer, we rolled out the site. Um, really is that kind of that, that main concept of giving collectors an opportunity to come review and understand all these group breakers that are popping up and identify which ones are the best for them as a collector.
1: Man, that's awesome, man. With so many crazy things that happen in the industry to have somebody that's actually taken a positive role in trying to weed out some of that and really help the consumer. That's a, uh, that's very, very cool. So you, um, you mentioned that you, you had Brad on your team. Uh, do you have any more people on your team or do you guys just kind of run the show yourselves?
4: Yeah, we, we so we just kind of want to show ourselves. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Where we're we're obviously not in this for the you know the revenue, the money. Um, if we were, we'd probably find a way to get more people involved. But yeah, you, you'll notice if you go on the site, you'll see just uh, some guest contributors, guest writers. they are various collectors. Um, some breakers write stuff up, but most of the interviewing, and things like that, are just done by me. And, and Brad still has a good good spot in the uh, development side. But we'll work through freelancers as well to kind of help improve the site. But
0: yeah, it's just us. Sweet, just just you guys. Now, um, let's get into the to the meat and bones of it. You guys review review breakers, all right? So, how's that yep. done? What's the criteria uh, that that is that was established to review all these breakers?
4: Totally, yeah. So when we started a year ago, we we had a pretty simple concept. You, you jump on, you find the breakers, and we were just listing the breakers as we found them. Uh, we would find breakers that were at least doing a, a decent amount of breaks, and we would throw them up on the site. Um, we were getting a lot of opposition towards that towards the beginning from breakers, and we could obviously talk about that if you wanted. But uh, we worked through that, and, and really the criteria was simple. You go on there, you give a review for a breaker, and it has multiple kind of points of the review, like, hey, how friendly are they? Uh, how entertaining were they? How Was the shipping quick? Did you feel like the pricing was good? And what was the overall score? Um, and so that, that worked pretty well for the first four or five months. Uh, But we found a a kind of a common theme coming up, and that was depending on a couple things outside of the breaker's control, like was the random, did the the, the customer end up in a good spot? Did they get cards they liked? That was really impacting their overall score, which I didn't think was very fair. Um, And then another piece was we we surveyed like 200 people that had been using the site, and we said, hey, where's the most value from this? and uh from just the whole system we have set up and most of them were like look the overall school score is important to us and we love just digging through the verbatims the comments of what users had said and so i realized like the different criteria the friendliness the you know the uh, price that wasn't that valuable to the hobby so we switched uh we kind of switched concepts two months ago and it's pretty simple you jump on you look at a breaker's site and you'll see in the top right corner there's this rating box it's it's essentially it's how loyal are you to that breaker? Would you recommend this breaker to somebody else? That simple. Um, outside of the collecting hobby, folks might understand a, a, a metric called NPS, which is net promoter score. It's a pretty common, commonly used metric. And really, that's just, it's kind of the same thing. Like, would you recommend you know, Chick-fil-A? Would you recommend McDonald's? Would you recommend you know, your plumber? That type of thing. We wanted to take the same approach with breakers. And let's let people know, like, here's your simple way of reviewing breakers. That can be done once a month by a user. Then you go into the, the, the user reviews, and folks can fill out reviews for specific transactions they've had with a breaker. So someone, you know, I know you had Chris from the Top Shelf on. Someone might have done a transaction with Chris last week, and then this week they had a different transaction. And their the view of Chris might have been different, but uh, their overall loyalty didn't change with Chris. And we wanted to make sure we separated those two
2: more or
0: less you're the Angie's list for breakers. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: that's very cool, man. Um so <laughs> All right, so we got the we got the basics there. So uh, who's number 1, man? Everybody wants to know that. Who's number 1 um according to the uh, the breaker culture? <laughs> you know that's
4: funny. That that changes uh that changes daily, I feel like. And, again, we, we have no say on kind of how that goes down. The rating is driven by that loyalty score. Uh, the transaction ratings bear no weight on the overall loyalty score. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think right now Card Smith might be number one. It'll, it'll probably change tomorrow because so many reviews come in. Um, so, yeah, I, it's hard for me to say. I think uh, that the good ones up top are usually pretty darn good breakers. That's so what what I love to see is someone who's, who sees CardSmith number one, clicks on CardSmith and goes in and reads the reviews, like the verbatim from users, and identifies kind of really what CardSmith is all about. Right. That to me is what's cool about Breaker
0: Culture. You know that top four or five on uh on your on the on the top rated list is, well you know the top ten is it's all pretty hit, pretty big heavy hitters, but uh there's no big surprises I don't think in the top four or five it you know. It, it's card Smith. It's, uh, Klaus and Chara. It's, uh, top shelf. It, it all the guys you would expect to be there are there. So it, yep. that, that's a good thing. That's a, that's good for the hobby that people are, uh, are involved as much as they are. And this site is a real way for collectors to let other collectors know or, you know, what to get involved with and who's okay, which is important because, uh, you know, honesty and, and, and trustworthy and, and, uh, you know and again that all leads to loyalty and that's that's very positive let's talk about your uh, uh you guys also have a section where you can review uh, review products how does that work
4: yeah i mean very simple right kind of the same concept i think we identified a few months back that hey we, we got people coming on and reviewing breakers and the breakers are breaking product why not have a section for product and uh we we are very uh, aware of just the good spots like Beckett, right, where you can go and you can get really good insight from your, you guys are the experts. Um, but we felt it was a pretty easy transition for us just to add some additional review capabilities around products. What we're trying to do, and I think we're getting better at it, is give more insight into products. Not just, here's what we think about a product, but here's, here's the value it provides. Here's how it ranks in terms of value for the year against other products, that type of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's the same same reviewers that review Breakers. They usually jump on and review products. Um, so we'll see. I, that, that one's kind of interesting, right? Because I think there's so many good spots to review products. Um, people don't default to coming to Breaker Culture to review a product, and, and honestly, I don't blame them.
0: <laughs> there are there are a, a lot of different spots to uh, to review products, and um, you know, there's there's Beckett, there's uh, you know, Cardboard Connection, there's. Uh, a lot of for, different forms, you know, tons, yeah, and tons yeah you and tons. It's just, countless. You can just review product anywhere. Uh, tell us about your forms. How, how you got a nice little uh, follow following there on your forms?
4: On the forms, no, we don't. Um, it, honestly, yeah, we that's something we've been trying to promote. Right, we understand that if there's a forum, I mean, right, any any person in the hobby would know. If you have a form that people use, they're going to continue to come back, and right. that just bodes well for everything else in the site. Uh, right. We have it there, and. <laughs> We don't put a lot of emphasis on it, but we'll see. I mean, maybe it'll maybe it'll gain some more traction over the next few months. But yeah, we've been trying to do some giveaways, as you might see on social media, for folks that go and do you know, make a post or participate on the forum. So, just a value add, I feel like. But y- yes, it's sir. Hard to drive that. There's just so many ways to communicate in the hobby. <laughs> so the the forum
0: again with loyalty. If you're if you're uh, loyal to one forum, you're you're. You're, you're pretty much loyal to that form <laughs> Forever and ever. Yeah. 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 That, that's how we roll oh, as, yeah. as
1: collectors and hobbyists. Um, all right. So how do, how do your listeners get involved in Breaker Culture?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, pretty simple, right? Uh, you, you go to BreakerCulture.com, and uh, there's a lot of different ways to participate. I mean, I think the, the most logical way is to jump on and either read reviews of Breakers or give your own review of a Breaker. Uh, We have lots of ways to sign on to Breaker Culture now, just the the social media integration. But uh, we do have some other stuff outside of that. Where, Like I mentioned earlier, we're doing more market report type stuff where we're trying to give analytics and insight about the market and how prices are impacted and where the most value is for that month. Uh, But you'll notice we put a lot of emphasis around interviews the last few months. Um, So
2: we've been spending a lot
4: of time just interviewing as many breakers that want to talk. And the point there is we just want folks to not just see a review, but also see what this person's all about. Because I was blown away when I saw these breaker sites and the About Us page, one of the key components of any page. Most of them were blank. It's like, man, you're buying, you're selling yourself. Why are you not filling up the About Us page? And so I I took it on myself to say, man, I'm going to do interviews with these people. Uh, with these these good guys in the hobby, and really emphasize just them outside of the breaking world, their families, how they got involved, and all that good stuff. Kind of like you guys do with me right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no that, surprises yeah, there. No surprises <laughs> at all. He found us out. That, that leads right into uh, <laughs> that leads right into podcasting. Uh, obviously, you're here with us on Beckett Radio, but Breaker Culture has its own podcast. It's uh, fairly new. Only. a couple episodes up how'd that <laughs> how'd that get started and uh what what are you hoping that will turn into yeah
4: that's funny you guys are the experts in this and so i mean you know the work that goes into that oh uh, god <laughs> yeah it, yeah I mean, it, and you guys do a great job but i think the thing there was uh i had a couple uh actually a couple different breakers reach out and say hey you should consider doing a, a podcast uh, just because you're you're interviewing a lot of people now you could probably summarize some of the the trends that you're seeing for the week within the breaking hobby. Um, why don't you consider doing it? And so uh, that was after a couple of months of kind of talking with some breakers against some ideas. And I thought, you know what? Let, let's let's try to dabble in this and see if it works. Uh, so yeah, I, we'll see how it works. It, it's harder than it looks. It's harder than I what I expected. The time, with five kids, and trying to get time away like that, just stuff. But we're gonna try to make it work. It, we'll it putting time into it.
0: It is definitely. Um it's a struggle. And that's not that I, that we don't enjoy this. Cause we, we love doing this, but um, you know, Paul and I, we, we do this at work. So it's, it's a little bit easier for us because we can say, Hey, we, this is, this is our job. You know, this is what we're going to do. And we need to schedule you for an interview between this time and this time. And if it's outside that window, we really can't make it happen for guys who, who do it as a, you know a pickup or a, or a hobby or they're just getting into it and learning that you know with five kids it, it's hard to make time to sit down and and you know make sure that your equipment is all set up and then you know the time is arranged and uh, just the editing is not you know not a fun thing to do either we used to have a producer that uh, has moved on and not <laughs> not doing the producing anymore not so much so that falls back on uh, falls back on us uh getting music <laughs> and, and, and sound bites and and that's that's tough stuff man uh podcasting, I don't know who thought it was easy, but they, they lied to the world. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Brother, man, no kidding. So, so funny story. I, I, I have an interview that's going to come up this week with Brad from Top Cut Breaks, and that's an awesome interview. But I, uh, I was trying to figure out the right way to interview, uh, and I of recording over Skype, and I didn't realize there was an echo being recorded. Just from like the background noise, it was picking up. Sure, it took me like six hours to edit that crap out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Could not believe the work you have to put into just taking out an echo. It, it's a, a lesson learned the hard way.
0: Yeah, it, it's a it, you get a crash course in uh, in producing that you don't re- you didn't really want. You no, know? not at all. <laughs> it just you realize, hey, hey, here you go. <laughs> F- figure this out. All right, man. Uh, what uh, what are some of the advantages you hope Breaker Culture can bring? To the hobby i mean what what do you what do you see long term for this to be
4: yeah i mean i i hope it becomes kind of the central hub for folks to go to uh in and everything around breaking right i want folks to feel comfortable with the, the reviews and the transparency breaker culture provides i want folks to feel comfortable with the insights we're providing um i want folks to feel comfortable with the community that breaker culture provides um you know again there, there's, a, there's a lot of really, really good people in our hobby. There's a lot of really shady people in our hobby. And that's just the truth. Um, so we want to make sure that folks feel comfortable with, with going to break, break culture and understanding um, that it's easy to find out and, and read about the good people in our hobby and find good ways to support them.
1: So, Very cool, man. Very cool. This is just an awesome concept that you've got going here. Um, I, I love it, man. I love the fact that you can go and, and check it out and, uh, and find the good people in the hobby. So that's that's awesome. All right, man, look, yeah. we are we are running out of time here a little bit, but uh, we just wanted to give you a shout again to, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, it's something else that you wanted to plug. Get, you know, how can we get a hold of you? I'm sorry, I'm all fumbling over my words this morning, but uh, how can we get a hold of you? No,
4: you're good. Yeah, how,
1: totally how can man. our I listeners find you? Guys you? Again.
4: Yeah, yeah, so you, you again, BreakerCulture.com. You can find us on Twitter, you know, Instagram and Facebook, at BreakerCulture. Um, the last thing I will say is that uh, – you know, what we rolled out advertising this week, and, and we do allow some breakers to advertise, and we don't we don't you know handpick breakers. But one of the things that we've been very clear with with breakers is, uh, you know, because you choose to advertise and kind of support the cost of running the site, you know, we, there's no favors being given to breakers. Uh, we're not going to filter your reviews anymore. We're not going to bump up your rating. Um, we've been very clear with the folks that we're working with about that. And I think that might come up in the future as an objection. I just want folks to know that we've, we've been very transparent about that with the folks that we're working with, that we're going to remain totally hands off and let the voice of the customer kind of come through the site and let people support us if they can.
0: That's awesome. That's uh, that's important. And kudos to you for sticking to that because that uh, that overall fairness is it's what's important and the customer matters. So hearing that uh, breaking customers are going to be able to fairly review their their breakers, and that's not and their their the breakers money is not going to influence the rating at all is very important. So, well done, sir. Well done. Well guys.
2: Appreciate it. Cool.
0: All right, man. Uh, we're going to let you get out of here because we are up against it as well. But uh, before you go, I just want to invite you back anytime you want to come back. Let let us know, and uh, we will make it happen in a quicker manner than we did this last time. All right. <laughs>
4: All uh, right, gentlemen. All right. Eric, enjoy. All right. All, right, All right, buddy. Take, Take care, man. man. Bye-bye. bye guys.
3: Hello, this is Joe Davis with gotbaseballcards.com and you're listening to Beckett Radio.
0: Man, Ty Wilson with Breaker Kong. Oh, sorry, Breaker Culture. Breaker culture. I I almost said Breaker Concept, yeah. which is a, a whole different thing, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh <laughs> that's uh, his next idea. <laughs> yeah, his ne- that is a, man, I I really liked the way he laid that out. It's a it's a great website. You guys really should go check it out. Get registered, get signed up. Help other collectors find good breakers.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. You want to know who you're breaking with. You know, it's all all done via internet, so the you know you lose that person, that personal touch. So right. you kind of need to gather your information, do your research, so you know what you're you're getting yourself into. You,
0: it's uh, you know, it's I think it's one of those things where you know people are always trying to find a niche where, where they can fit in. He's done a really good job of just creating this website, this platform for to people to come and congregate and talk about this. And since this is the way the hobby seems to be going anyway, mm-hmm. it you know why not go to your one-stop shop, right, and yeah, just absolutely. check it out there? Yeah, it's just
1: something else to, to build the community, so yeah. it's good.
0: Not, uh, all, all positive things there. Thank you, sir, for coming on, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again in the, in the future. Uh, we'll, we'll check in with you and see how things are going. All right, let's talk about fantasy basketball.
1: Yeah, we can this week. We can this week. Yes, it's we always, finally won. <laughs> we finally, and we beat the man. We
0: beat we beat the man who sits across from me, who I'm a little bit scared of now. He uh, has he has a, he has a he, list. He like yelled at me. <laughs> he yelled at you.
1: Yeah, he was like,
0: yeah. Remember what he said something about like I just don't like Paul. Yeah, and I was just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I have upset the jolly green giant. The, the jolly green giant. Yeah uh, he he sits across the aisle from me and. He could be a, bit of, a little bit intimidating at times. Well, uh, I mean, you're 6'11", yeah, whatever yeah, however tall very he is. Tall. I don't know how tall he is. But I so. always ask him what the weather is. <laughs> <laughs> 6'11", <laughs> sounds about right. That dude, he, is, he is the tallest man that uh, works in this office by far. Uh, but we beat Reheat 6, and we didn't only beat him. We, we put a good whipping on him. That's it awesome. It was uh, 1621 to 1450. We uh, Nice. We, we pulled that one out. However... He's eleven and five, and we're five and eleven, so we don't have much room to talk. No, we don't. On but that <laughs> time around. Uh, speaking of butt whippings, hungry for points, just laid it on Team Nashville seventeen forty five to thirteen twenty four. There wasn't a player in sight there that was close. <laughs> yeah, that's um, not gonna help. Yeah, yeah, it, it was not good. Uh, Santa Rosa Baby Chickens beat Thunder Humper. Ah, Thunder Humper. Fourteen fifty eight to twelve oh two. I still love that. Name. You do. <laughs> you, you, awesome. you, you, like, you like giggle every time. Every, you time, say I it, every say it, time I, you I say giggle. it, I giggle. I'm like a kid every with time. a kid in a candy store. Yep. Uh, Cali KTC one uh, KCT one. I said that right. Sixteen hundred to thirteen ninety one over the fighting tacos. All right. Uh, Team Strobel. Oh, why do you? What do you? What do you know? They lost. Really? They they really lost. Man, I was man. Roo- I was rooting for no I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh Boom Shakalaka, also five and eleven, uh who we are playing playing this week, uh took it to team struggle. Uh the Blono Cord Belters, seventeen seventy five over the Christmas Gremlins fourteen thirty five. Those were some high scores.
1: Yeah, man, those are yeah, th- for sure.
0: High, high scores. Um all week long, just just a butt whipping and now we got the all-star break this week yes so uh scores will probably be low oh yeah oh yeah yeah, i think the last game is tomorrow night or was it tonight or was it i think it was yesterday actually i don't know
1: i don't know the
0: last game this week is is coming up soon uh so (sighs) going into all-star break now uh do you watch the all-star festivities do you get down with those
1: i do if i you know if I'm not doing anything else, if you're doing anything else. <laughs> I would watch it. I mean, the don't contest, let's be honest, I'm not going to necessarily be a hater about it, but it's lost a lot of appeal since when, you know, when I was a kid watching Jordan and watching, you know, just seems to it's be the so different right. now, you know, and eh, it's just not as not as fun. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's I'm just old. It could be. I,
1: I'm just old. It, it could be. But um, yeah, it's just not as exciting as it used to be.
0: So my wife, who uh, is, she's not the biggest sports person, like she'll entertain me. You know, she lo- she does like football. Well, that's good. You know, if we're going to a baseball game, she likes that. But she's not going to sit at home and watch a baseball game or no. know, or football or soccer or, yeah. or or anything like that. She's not going to do that too on a regular basis. But this is the one time of year that I can convince her to sit down and and watch really watch some festivities with me. She'll watch the Super Bowl, obviously, but right. Um, so, but the the dunk contest and the three point challenge and the and the skills competition. We sit down on the couch like kids with popcorn and, and, nice. and under the blanket, and we we go, we get into it. It's uh, now it's a <laughs> now it's it's more of a, a thing. I get to I get to spend time with my wife. You know oh, that's cool. Uh, before it was me being me being a, a remote control hog and going no, we're gonna watch this. But now right. it's now it's more about getting to sit there and chill out with her and and, and watch the uh, the sports centered uh, entertainment for the night. There you go. Awesome. So, um, well, good deal. It's fun. I, I enjoy it a lot, and I, she does too. Uh, just gravity-defying feats of, of flight, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean when they when they jump over the six feet tall people yeah. and clear them, and you know that's it's pretty impressive. You know what?
0: I think what hooked her was the couple of couple of years in a row that Nate Robinson and uh, wh- who was it, Dwight Howard, went back to back at it, and I told her that. And it's true, obviously, that Nate Robinson was from Seattle, and he went to UW. Okay. Little known fact about my wife: she she was born at the UW hospital. Ah, there so you go. though she did not uh, go to school at UW, mm-hmm. she she does have some kind of uh, allegiance cool. there. Okay, <laughs> she, yeah, I got she was, you. She was oh. born there, so uh, she she got all behind Nate Robinson. I think that's what hooked her. Was because oh, okay. the the kid from Seattle was there, and he was jumping over uh, uh, Superman and and all that stuff. So. That was um, that's what hooked her. We had so we have fun now watching it. So we're looking. I'm actually looking forward to Saturday night, uh, because Friday night is her bunko night. Good. Yeah, so yeah. I get to spend some time Saturday with my wife watching the basketball uh, festivities, and I'll be okay with that. Well, cool. What I don't like about it is that they've turned it into a concert pretty much, yeah. and then you're you're looking at it, you're like. Who in the hell is Nick Jonas? I've never heard of this person. They, they just have the most obscure names up there. Well, maybe Bon Jovi'll show up. Maybe Bon Jovi just shot through the heart. <laughs> <laughs> and you dunk the ball. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, that's that's that. Now let's talk about who's coming up, man. Because the well, the last time the last time David was on, it was an absolute hit of a show. I did not expect the reaction that we got to the show. About 91 tops. I didn't expect for it to be that big. And it was actually a, a, kind of a big deal. It was. For the show because there was a lot of reaction to it. A lot of people like, oh, my God, I got to go buy this stuff now. Yep. And I, I'm sure if you check the market sales since the last time you was should. on. I need to do that. <laughs> there are There's an influx of uh, uh, glowback buys and stuff like that. There you go. So uh, we sat down with David yesterday. Thank you for making time, sir, for doing that. I know that you were busy and you took time out of your lunch sch- schedule to be with us. Um, we sat down with David, and uh, he he brought he brought back a classic of a set for sure. Uh, something that you know you could really, um, y- just put your hammer pants on and dance to. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. I just, I didn't see that coming. You could just really do that. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you at all. Uh, it, actually, th- there's been a tip on Twitter already, but uh, I don't I don't want to spoil it. I want to let him tell you about it coming up in this interview and uh it it's a, it's a fun one absolutely it's an absolute fun one so you guys stick around for that and we will be right back
4: this is lisa from never enough cards and evolution sports marketing i'm here with the fat back
2: guys and this is beckett radio all
0: right guys we're back from that quick break and uh joining us on the phone is a very popular guest uh going solely off the uh the results of his last interview with us about tops ninety one. Uh, long fly balls back in the house. Mr. David Wright, what's up, sir? Hey,
3: how you doing, gentlemen? Yeah, we set the we set the bar kind of high last time, didn't
0: we? We we did. I absolutely it, it was a I, I didn't know quite what to expect, but I, I know I wasn't expecting the reaction to uh, to that interview, that podcast about that we got and everybody seemed to love it. And now there's a running theme on, on the Beckett Radio Twitter feed about 91 tops and glowbacks and uh, people mortgaging their homes to buy boxes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's all yeah, over well, the place.
3: No, most of And it's one of those sets where, too, like, we, you know, we kind of just scratched the surface. I mean, there's so much more that you can discover for yourself about that set, which is which is kind of fun. And, you know, yeah, I've seen the back and forth with, you know, some people now trying to put together, you know, team sets or, or just going back and looking at this stuff. And that's. You know, that's kind of what, I guess, that's kind of what I'm aiming for. And this is like, you know, everybody thinks that today is the latest and greatest of what there is to get. But, I mean, you, you can have so much fun when you find this stuff uh, for 5 10 bucks $10 at a, at a card show. And, you know, you're not going to hit the Chris Bryant autos. You're not going to hit anything that you can fund your retirement with. But I don't know about you guys, and I don't know, don't know about anybody else listening, but that's not why I collect
0: well, that's why everybody else collects. So. Yeah. <laughs> you are in the minority on that one. Yeah, you are definitely in the <laughs> minority there. But I, I have decided that uh, in the Toronto show in May, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take an hour and just hit the floor with you and buy whatever you're buying. No,
3: there, there's, there'll be plenty. Don't worry. Be
1: plenty. <laughs> we should do that. We're, we're going to do that case of 91 tops. We're going to do a case break. Case break of 91 tops. We are.
0: Let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right. What do you got for us today, man? Uh, what's on the What's on the on the Wayback Machine now? Where are we going?
3: Well, we're we're, we're staying we're staying in 1991. I mean, 1991 seems to be a good year, but oh. uh, we do ju- we just got over that fantastic uh, for some people, fantastic um, for others that I believe live in the state of Georgia, not so fantastic <laughs> Super Bowl, right, right. Um, but we're get, we're going to go with a football theme here, and so I thought, why not go back to something where you can still discover a diamond in the rough it's once again long shot odds uh, I believe they're at this set we're going to talk about they were inserted in one a case and once again the print run was phenomenal on this set um,
1: a gazillion but,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah a bazillion but we this was this set was actually the first set to include a large run of certified autographs from NFL players over 300 in fact, um, but we're talking uh, 1991 Pro Line portraits. Pro-line Everybody's portraits. favorite um, No Border, including Zuba's set.
0: Oh my God. Yes, Bruce Smith. Yes. Remember that? Bruce Smith. I remember that. Oh my Lord, mercy. Uh, well, go ahead. Blow our minds, sir.
3: <laughs> All right. So, you know, like we're talking, a 300 card set. This set was put out um, in, in the height of the production era. And uh, this was done by NFL Properties, which is essentially the NFL PA. They decided, why not get in on the boom that was, uh, that was sports cards? So I believe the 300 people that were involved in this set were each paid the exact same amount, as opposed to back then people were signing the top 10 quarterbacks to they were getting the most of the money out of this. But I think from an article I read way back then, Everybody in this set, I believe, made about five thousand dollars for their rights to be in this set. Okay. Um, But it it was spread right across. So you've got, uh, let's see, you've got some of the some of more notable rookies, I guess, that are in this set. People would call notable Um, would be, let's see, Ed McCaffrey. Um, Interestingly enough, this is Bill Belichick's rookie card.
1: Yes, it's it's got quite a buzz here lately. (laughs)
3: Uh, <laughs> yes, Herman Moore's in this set. So you've got, you know, you've got some of the, and of course, who can forget Jennifer Montana?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was the one of the best insert sets they came out with. That's for sure.
0: Now, now, were yeah, those wives' was, cards autographed as well? What's that? Were the wives' cards, wives' cards autographed uh, yes, as well? Yes,
3: they were. Okay. So right. what you had, what you had in this set is you had a complete, a complete parallel. Now it's not a true parallel, but for some strange reason the numbers on the cards really didn't match up with uh, the base set so you've got some of the autographs that uh, let's say would be card number 200 in the base set you know they're, they're a different number in the autograph set but when you look back at some of these names that are available to be found in this set you've got guys like let's see troy aikman you got guys like neil Anderson. Wow. Uh, any any uh, Chicago Bears fans going to love that. John right. Elway is in this set. Jim Kelly is in this set. Um, Bernie Kosar is in this set. Uh, but the one for me and the one why I really do chase these $5 boxes it shows is the chance that I can pull one of, as far as I understand, very few and far between certified autographs Put into football set of one Ornthal James Simpson,
0: who is possibly up for parole. <laughs> <laughs> OJ's autographed in this, huh? OJ.
3: Now, yes, OJ. OJ is in this set, so it's it's one of you know after what was it? Not too not too long after this uh, after this set, maybe uh, four or five maybe a year on it now. But it wasn't too long after this set where. Kind of things turned south for uh, for OJ. Yeah,
0: this is pre alleged murder. I think he was going northbound. Yeah, he was going northbound. <laughs> 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 on the four oh five. It's a white Bronco. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So Paul, I see you grinning ear to ear over there. What what are your thoughts?
1: Man, I also to to go with the O. J. Simpson man, Walter Payton's on the in this set as well. And um that's just an awesome card. Yeah. You know yeah. that's in the set. Um you know, and what I liked about the set was how they they came out and they did the uh, – they, they had their pictures in team jackets and sweatpants and sweatshirts and no shirts and, you know, just a lot of cool different poses that you weren't getting from your normal action uh, sports cards that have been, been been put out, you know, up until then.
2: Absolutely,
3: and and make no mistake about it, too. Every single one of these cards was a advertisement for the pro line uh, – Sportswear line. Of course, they were advertising the clothes. They were advertising the shirts, the jackets, the jerseys, the zubas. They were advertising all of that stuff, and you know, and and good on them because you know who else is who else is going to buy that stuff except football fans? And what better way to get your advertising pictures out there rather than to have your your players wearing their stuff?
0: That's that's pretty darn smart, actually. It
1: was. It was good. <laughs> they did well. They're buying their stuff, and it's free advertising. So. <laughs> Good stuff. deal, good deal. All and right. then um, more, most of the autographs were on the back of the cards. Was that correct?
3: Um, yes, they are. Most of the autographs were on the back. They didn't really have the foresight to put them on the front. Uh, but what they what they did do to kind of make things, I guess, um, tamper proof to make things, um, you know, fake proof is the the cards that are autographed are actually embossed. Um, so they they had a special, you know authentication crimper so the uh, corner of the card that that are signed are actually you you can see there's an embossed symbol on there so if you're out at a show and you see some of these proline uh, cards and you know they're not crimped or they're not uh, they're not crushed chances are you'd steer clear of it um unless you really really trust uh the dealer but uh there's like i said there's more than enough of these out there so you, you you can find the ones that are crimped, and you can kind of keep those uh, keep those close to your heart. But yeah, there's people chase these all the time and there's people still to this day that are you know that that look for these and you can easily come across some of these nice autographs. And like you said, Walter Payton is in this set. So you know guys that people are that are going to keep an eye on are in this set. But you know. People people that followed these teams back in the nineties, their favorite player is more than likely there's a Jerry Glanville card. So I know there's Jerry Glanville collectors out there. So, you know, they're gonna look for that autograph card. And you know, you've got you've got the, the greatest draft bust, arguably the greatest draft bust ever, and Dan McGuire is in this set.
1: Yes, he is, right next to uh, is Browning Nagel in this set too? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Browning Neglo is probably because I know Russell Maryland. Russell set. Maryland is in the set. Yes, he is. <laughs>
0: Dan Gosh. McGuire. Junior
3: Seau. Junior Seau in this set. Yeah, oh, He is. You're right. Dan so, McGuire. Like, you know, there's, there's plenty. There's plenty for fans. And really, who doesn't love Vinny Testaverdi? Vinny Testeverdi is in the set. Wow.
1: Yeah, they actually got him in there. He wasn't intercepted on his way. He wasn't the intercepted yeah. on his way. <laughs> he wasn't. No, he actually made it those, into those the set. Card,
3: those cards made it to Packet. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Very <laughs> awesome. Now, I have now to... I go, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, now, I know we talked, uh, like, last time, the 91s. Everybody got excited about the glowbacks and the variations. Well, there's variation cards in this, too, okay. that you can find. And if you decide to hunt for them... Um, I think it was the 1991 or maybe the 1992, um, the national, the sports card convention, there is a parallel set of the 300-card base set that have a stamp from the national sports card collector convention. Okay. Well, that's...
0: I did not know that. are, are Are
3: those real tough? If you're digging out through those dime boxes, if you're digging out, you know, trying to find those keep an eye out for like this, just a little embossed symbol and yeah you may you may be uh, you may be lucky enough to find uh, find some from the uh, from the National uh, sports card collector convention and the other thing that people may not know about this set that uh, I know attending the national I know people are there's a niche market out there there are two Santa Claus autographs in this set
0: okay explain that. <laughs>
3: Um, there, There is an insert card. I believe it was a redemption um, or a mail-in offer. But there's two versions of Santa Claus's autograph in this set. There's one simply signed Santa, and there's another version numbered to not, not too far over 100, maybe maybe a couple hundred, that is actually signed Santa Claus.
1: Wow. That's cool. So you got like the North Pole version and the mall version, right?
3: You could exactly yes, <laughs> absolutely yes. You've, you've you've got your mall version and you've got your North. I like that. That's you like your North Pole that's version. like
0: your your Tim Allen and your Billy Bob Thornton. There's a there's <laughs> a huge difference. <laughs> there's a difference in Santa Claus autographs. Now I gotta ask, buddy. Um, like Tops ninety one, are you do you work on this set or is this something you're trying to tackle as well? Nice play on words. Not
3: (laughs) not to the degree of 91 tops, but if I do see boxes of this available, I think at the last national I bought four boxes at like $5 each. So I'm willing to drop a $20 bill just to see if I can pull an O.J. Simpson autograph. Sure. Yeah,
1: Yeah, for sure, or any of them, honestly, because most of the, even the off guys, the the lesser end guys, pull pretty good value on the secondary market because you just don't see them all the time.
3: right, right. Now, let's talk about... the thing about this, this set ran for, I think this set ran for two or three years. Um, the following year, and you'll see this price reflected in um, in the availability of boxes and the prices of these boxes. The following year, there was one autograph per box.
0: Okay. All right. Makes Whereas
3: sense. Whereas this, this set was about one autograph per case. Per case. Okay.
0: That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. It's just
1: like just like anything, you know. You do it right the first time, and then you just
0: overproduce it the overproduce second time. It the second time, <laughs> yeah. Hello, pro set. How are you? Yeah. Um <laughs> So let's talk about the ladies in the set, though, because that's what everybody really wants to talk about. Uh, that was a, was that a subset or an insert set?
3: Uh, that was a, that was an insert set.
0: Okay. Tell, and there break there were there
3: were seven. Yeah, there were seven cards, and I, it was around the time where I think Sports Illustrated first did it, where they started doing. Um, they started doing, I guess, features and, uh, magazines focused on not only the players, but their spouses and their wives. Um, it was, it was a part of, it was a part of the niche, uh, of the hobby that had never been done before. So it was new. Um, people were, you know, people were trying to be, trying to be forward and they were just looking for, they were looking for other ways to market the product as opposed to, just the people that were already there, and one of the big things that they had in this set uh, was at the time, uh, Ahmad Rashad had just married uh, Mrs. Huxtable.
1: Yes. yes,
3: and so they used that. They, they tried to use that. They tried to use that mainstream uh, appeal, that that cross appeal. So they had, yeah, they had a bunch of players' wives in there. Joe Montana's wife is in this. Uh, Bernie Kozar John Elway's wife, um, and you know Felicia Rashad, Stacey O'Brien is in here, Tony Lips, Michelle Oates. So there were seven wives, and yes, the parallel for this set was they were also autographed. So you could get your own Jennifer Montana autograph. You could get your own Felicia Rashad uh, autograph. You put the pudding in the pup) <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh that's my That is I can,
0: funny a 7th grade Springtown Middle School I can vividly remember trading a Muggsy Bogues card uh-huh. a Skybox Impact maybe okay for a Jennifer Montana rookie card that's what I was told it was <laughs> I, I guess it was a rookie card but nice I had to have it, it was, I, so it I traded Muggsy for it yeah it had to be done had to be done
3: Well, oh. and, you, and you can't forget too Jennifer Montana and that that NFL jacket with the tassels.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, People
3: loved tassels in the 90s.
0: They they did. Uh, it reminded me of a I don't know if this made it up uh, that way to the Great White North, but down here uh, especially in Texas there was a uh, there well there are several boot stores still and they sell a uh, <laughs> they used to sell a brand of jeans called Rocky Rocky brand, Rocky jeans. And uh, all the all the girls and ladies had them. And they all had tassels on them, and it was a big <laughs> thing. And uh, Jennifer Montana looked very comfortable in the uh, the. She look, you know what? She looked like a like a skinny Ultimate Warrior with those tassels hanging off of her <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yes, and this actually would have been at the height of the Ultimate Warrior's popularity too, with his tassels. So. Yes, that's right. But you, you you said that you know that was that was back then. As far as I understand, aren't tassels still big in Texas?
0: Whoa! Hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, everything's big in Texas, yeah. right? <laughs> That's funny. All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add about this set, buddy? Because I know that uh, you're up against it. So, let's. Anything else interesting that you want to add to it?
3: Um, not really. It's just you know, it's another one of those. It's another one of those fun sets that you know people can easily forget. And heck, half the half the collectors there to collecting. They probably don't even know that this set exists because they you know they didn't start collecting. Feel like two thousand one, two thousand two. So this is just another one, another one of those quirky sets that back then this this set kind of bombed, to be perfectly honest. Back then, sure, because it it wasn't guys in their equipment, it wasn't guys on the field. These were these were photos, very reminiscent of that little run that uh, Bowman tried to do, where. Guys were outside of their element, and this was, this was a trend they tried to push, and it didn't really go over well. So when they did an entire set of photos where there was, there was no football field, there was no in-game action, there was no photos of anyone even remotely close to game action – and so it was a big risk at the time, and there were a lot of dealers that hated this stuff, That and even collectors, when they came out, didn't like it. Um, the chase of the autograph was there. But, you know, back then, if I recall, this stuff came out at almost $2 a pack, so these would have been about, what, $60 boxes? Um, and back in 1991, that's huge. And so, you know, that kind of price tag coupled with the, the, in, the, the risk of getting these autographs. And it, it did not make for a very popular uh, product, hence the change in 92 where they put one per box, trying to drive interest in that. Uh, but, uh, you know, now, like I said, you can find these boxes at shows for $5, $10 a box. It's back to being a little bit more of a, of a price point where, you know, it's it's like buying a scratch-off ticket. You don't really have to worry about it, and you know, you pull the Dan Marino autograph. That's not bad for five bucks. No, not at
0: all. Not, not, at, all. not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Man, uh, this trip down memory lane has been fun two times in a row. So uh, we are looking forward to next month and that trip. Uh, what do you, do you have any ideas about my, what you might stir up next time? We stay in '91.
3: We'll be staying close to 91, okay. but we're going to be, it, it's going to be another set. Uh, it is a set that I work on, and it's going to be another set that, once again, people have kind of maybe forgotten about. You know, they remember it. They probably don't remember it fondly, but, you know, when when you look at it through um, through new eyes, it, once again, may not be such a bad set. It could be fun. It's going to be interesting to see how many people uh, pick this setup now, and you know, see if we can kind of cause the same buzz we did with uh, with ninety one tops. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, if people can source out boxes of this stuff and uh, you know, do what they should do and free the Zubas.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You get your Belichick rookies. Yeah, get your Bel. Hey, you know what? <laughs> what today is? It's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. one years ago today, the Browns fired Bill Belichick. Wow since then they've another great <laughs> move by the Cleveland Browns <laughs> since then they have had two winning seasons and Belichick has won five Super Bowls holy mackerel <laughs> let that sink in let that sink in go Browns uh, all right man thanks for joining us uh this week and we cannot look wait till wow, wow I can't even talk we cannot wait until next month when you come back and talk about those early playboy autograph cards that
2: uh, wait oh, i think I'm you kidding no, i think no, you
0: messed no, that no, up that <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy uh hey man thanks for being on and we'll do it again real soon okay
3: thanks a lot guys it was fun take care right. you too bye-bye this is marlon from sparty hawk cast and you are listening to beckett radio
0: all right man david wright if you need him yeah man he's uh always fun to have on uh a lot of reaction to uh, to him last time he was on with the ninety one tops. I'm I'm sure that the, this time with the ninety one pro, uh, pro line, NFL, f- or is that what it was called? It was I think uh, was pro, line the, pro line portraits. Pro line portraits. Yes. Uh, can't wait to hear about the reaction to that. Let's get th- let's do talk about uh, some reaction to the ninety one tops though, because uh, a box of Desert Shield um, tops. Ninety-one tops ended last night. Complete box. Complete box uh, on eBay for the going price of just under six thousand dollars. Nice.
1: It's about one hundred sixty-five dollars a pack. If you yeah, that's it. a that's
0: a lot of money, man. That's it is for uh, for for some for some baseball cards. It is. <laughs> but uh, it is. It is. Man, uh, I wonder if the guy's going to open it. You know, um, what what would you do with a six thousand dollars box of cards?
1: Well, I, you know, I. I'd be torn, you yeah. know, because I love that set. I love that product, but uh, I think I'd probably keep it unless I was a chipper fan. Sure, you know, if I was a chipper fan and that was, you know, my mecca card, or the card I was going after, then yeah, I'd be, I'd be ripping into it, just, just praying I got one. Just you know, praying I got you got one. Five hundred and forty chances out of the seven hundred ninety-two to get one. <laughs>
0: so, you know, it, that man, what it, a conundrum! It, what a, what a conundrum to have. You it know? is. You, you have this. You have six thousand dollars sitting in front of you. Do you open it? Right. And hope for the best. Or do you just let it sit? Just for let a it Cause I mean, those th- those are only going to go up in value, right? I mean, oh,
1: there can't be that
0: many of them. Yeah, you know, I you know, I
1: don't know what the print run is, but you know, there just can't be that many of them.
0: There really can't. It's like sitting in front of a box of. And I we we talked about this earlier. Sitting in front of a box of, of, of twenty thousand dollar eighty six eighty seven FLIR. You know, uh, you you hear stories all the time about guys opening that at the national. Yep. You you're sitting in front of a box of, of twenty thousand dollar cards. Do 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 you do you open it right and hope for the best to take a chance on getting one Jordan? Yeah, maybe five Jordans, maybe no, maybe
1: Jordans. no Jordans, maybe the Jordan with the the mustache print yeah. mark right on his face yeah. or something. You know, the print
0: dot that kills the card, all that. I mean, what what do you do, man? I, I don't know. What do you, what would you guys do? Let us know on Twitter uh, at Beckett Radio. Would you open a, a twenty thousand dollar box of cards, or would you let it sit? Would you open the desert Sh- the Desert Shield tops ninety one, or would you let it sit and just hope that it accrues value, or uh, depreciates?
1: Yeah, I can't see them going down. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't so. think either one of those products are going down, but you never know. Yeah, you
0: never know, never know. Um, it's a, it would be a great problem to have. It would be a real good problem <laughs> be to have. Great problem to have. I don't know what I would do. I'd, I, I, uh, I probably, I probably let it sit. Yeah, I'd probably let it sit, but it would be so tempting. Like it would be. Like I, I can't. I had – and how you do this, I don't know. I know that you have a few, like, older boxes of cards mm-hmm. sitting around. Uh, like, I couldn't let 91 Bowman sit in, you know, 92 <laughs> Bowman sit in, I had to open it, right? I'm like, oh, right. there there could be a pudge, you know. I right. don't know. There could be some, yeah, something I got to get in here and see. And see. But, uh, yeah, man, I, that would be a tough one to – a tough problem to have, but it'd be a good problem to have. It would be. It'd be a real good problem to have. So um, awesome, yeah.
1: Let us know. I think I would. I would rip the rip the basketball and keep the baseball.
0: Rip the basketball, and keep yeah, the baseball. Yeah, because there's just more.
1: There's more re- re- more reward out of the basketball, uh, and then if yeah. you don't get the Jordan, there's so many other guys you can get. Yeah, you know, so many other guys. So with the ninety-one tops, you're kind of limited. There's a few Hall of Famers: Nolan Ryan, Cal Ripken, but they're not going to bring the same amount of
0: money. So Cal Ripken, Cal. You mentioned it. it's funny. Uh, he's here this weekend, and you can go get a free autograph, a uh, free picture, and autograph with him. Where? At Ticket Stock. Really? Yeah, it's a free show. I did not know that. It's a yeah, it's a, a local radio station. If you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, uh, and you want to go get a free, free opportunity to meet Cal Ripken Jr., My. go check him out. It's a Ticket Stock. Uh, not that th- they pay us to promote him or right, right but hey, We'll throw it out there. Uh, yeah, if he's at Ticket Stock. Uh, the ticket is a radio, a local radio station. They've been on the air for twenty plus years. Okay, and uh, they they do this, they do this show every year, um, where they have so the guys on their station, a lot of them have bands. Okay, and then there's the the station band called the Ticket Time Wasters. Ah, and uh, they have this big sounds <laughs> like something we should be a part of. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> really really should be. <laughs> they have this big show <laughs> where they have um, uh, they have a get, l- Last year was Randy Johnson. Okay, this year's Cal Ripken. Uh, so they have this big, sh- this big concert type thing where they you come and hear their bands, and then they got the sports roundtable, and they usually have a guest there. And this awesome. Year, this year's Cal. Yeah. So good, man.
1: Good dude, man. I have met him twice. Yeah. And
0: uh, awesome,
1: just Great. good dude, man. Very um, cool. Very personal. Takes time. Loves the kids. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, he, of course, he has his own his own uh little league stadium yeah, so it's kind of he's cool. kind of a god in baltimore he, isn't he? he mean, is yeah. yeah there's there's god and then there's everything there's, there's i mean there's him he, and yeah. then there's everything <laughs> else under that's what i was trying to say i see yeah. i see so um, he should have run for president honestly yeah <laughs> he could have won on that platform or <laughs> he <laughs> <war>. might have <laughs> little he league have. baseball for everybody there you go
0: all right let's talk about a couple of uh other little odds and ends here in uh in beckett whatevs first i want to bring up this also this weekend okay is National Hockey Card Day? Oh, there we go. So, uh, if you All-Star Basketball Weekend, is yeah. <laughs> National Hockey Card Day. All right. If you if you uh, if you are in in your area in your in, in your area, if there's a local card shop that is participating, go get some free cards, man. Sounds good. To Stop me. by, uh, check it out. Stephen LaRoche wrote a piece about this back in December, uh, December 29th to be exact. Okay. Uh, it's on the it's on the Beckett homepage. Just go search search for it, and uh, you can. He's got a checklist there. So you know, I've never. Have you ever been into a store that's participated in anything like this? I have. I have mean, you? When um, they I forget
1: what they called. They they did it back when I when I was working at the shop. Okay. You know, years and years and years ago, they did it. It was just different ways. You had to buy a pack of cards, and you got to pick out a card or two from the the stack or whatever they were giving away or whatever. Okay. So, um, it's cool. You know, it's cool as long as the um. You know, as long as you're willing to, you know, there's, sure. when we did it, and sorry, I'm fumbling little here a little bit. When we did it, there was two ways. One, you had to buy something, and one, you just got for free for just showing up. Okay. So, you know, of course, we were the guys that just gave it all away for free, and at the end of the day, we had nothing, and we had, like, two sales. But, you know, that's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, because there are there are the opposite end you know, of that, people who, folks who own shops who, who you know, open packs or whatever and keep the good stuff for themselves, and then they, right. they give away the trash, or not the trash, but, you know, just the the comments, the or comments, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, go get your your Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and Wozenski rookies. Go go check those out. Patrick Lanning's got a rookie in there. Just there you go. Go to your local car shop if they're participating. See, check out the details, how you can get involved, and uh, I know you're going to go and do that. Uh, probably not. I don't. I don't know that any of the car shops around here that I would frequent is, are doing this.
1: It's, well, I guess it's tough, man. When you got Carrie uh, yeah. letting them in, for yeah, that goalie. So that's, that's
0: true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would. I would have to see. My, uh, uh, might be worth an email or phone yeah, call. Yeah, it, huh? it might be worth an email or phone call. I would uh, definitely be interested in it because, um, cool. you know, it's, it's Hockey Card Day. It is. going to go uh, hang out with that. It is. Um, then also, also on the hockey front is uh, a lot of hockey news. A lot of hockey news here. Just come to us for all your hockey needs. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, Mr. LaRoche, uh, again, sat down with Eric Lindros yesterday and had a conversation with him and wrote a beautiful piece about – he. Mr. Lindros selling off his memorabilia. It's his personal, he's his personal it. stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to, this is also on the Beckett homepage, go check it out. It's called, uh, Eric Lindros sells personal memorabilia through classic auctions. So go check it out. Steven sat down, had a nice conversation with him. Uh, looking at, if you're a Lindros fan, which, I mean, he's uh, got I, plenty of, yeah, them. go, this is a shot for you to own some really cool stuff, man. And, uh, what I rem- what I remember most about Lindros was him getting concussed every time he was on the a- on the ice. i remember but, playing baseball. That's yeah. what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But That's uh not. he was um, he was cool, man. He was he was real cool. Steven tells a great story. Not it's not in the article. I'm going to tell on Steven a little bit. But uh Steven tells a great story about <laughs> him being a 14-year-old kid uh, at a golf tournament that Lindros was at. And he ran across the fairway to get his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> now, was he fully clothed. Yeah, he was fully clothed. Oh, okay, clothed. I was yeah. making sure. Okay, uh, that I don't know if if Stephen wanted me to tell you that or not, but uh, he he did do that. And uh, if you ever if you're ever up at the Toronto show or something like that, maybe he'll maybe he'll uh, regale you with such a tell. Knock over women and children. Yeah. To to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Now uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Speaking of knocking over women and children, this next story that you brought to my attention, it it I, I i was like what this is definitely knocking over women and children here <laughs> uh you told me that you saw a story that Vince Young wants to make an NFL comeback the one the only Vince freaking Young what? the probably the top 5 greatest quarter, uh, college quarterbacks of all time oh uh, yeah that's fair top 5 that's fair Man, how does this happen? Let, let, what are the details on this, man? What are the details? I, I didn't get to read the,
1: the entire article, but, I mean, he did hire. He went out and got himself an agent, um, got himself a trainer. Um, you know, he's kept in pretty good shape, you know, obviously. You know, being an athlete, he's he's kept himself that way. But, I mean, just as we were talking a little bit off air, I mean, he's 33 years old. You know, some of the elite quarterbacks now, they're 38, 39 years old, playing, playing well. And I'm not putting him in an elite category, but I'm saying that the longevity is there for a four-, five-, six-year career. He, hasn't, he doesn't have the wear and tear on him. Yeah. You know, he hasn't been beat up and, and hit for the last few years. So, is there a shot?
0: He makes a squad? Did he get cut by the Browns? Well, so did Bill Belichick. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> th- those are two different things.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, I'm trying to help the man out, the, all right?
1: I'm trying to help Vince's case here.
0: He got cut by the Browns. But the Browns, who can't find a quarterback, who have 14 quarterbacks in 20 seasons. If they can't find a quarterback, I don't I don't. know, is, is the number 14 or is it like 18 now? I, I don't have, know.
1: I have no idea. I just feel bad for, uh, let's just, I feel bad for the guy from Clemson. Yeah. Let's just hope he doesn't get drafted by the Browns. <laughs> I would demand a trade. Deshaun Watson. Yeah.
0: Immediately, I don't want to play. Just I don't Im- play for the Browns. Immediate Phillip Rivers, right? Or Eli Manning. Yeah. The immediate Not going to do it. Immediate John Elway. No, I'm not doing I'm this. I'm not doing it. So he wants to make a comeback. Uh, Hires an agent, uh, which is, I'm I didn't know that he had money still. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know all the details of his football career, but right. hopefully, he was smart with some of it and invested it. Well, he
0: wasn't he on that documentary they did, broke for for thirty for thirty. I think mm-hmm. yeah, he could have been. So he, he could have been. That was about,
1: I thought that was about the NBA though. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> 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 I think he was NBA on there. He,
0: he told some stories about just spending frivolous money at clubs. And okay, and well, you know, maybe yeah. this agent's taking him on as a as a case or as yeah, a maybe as so. a pro
1: bono or something. We don't know.
0: Where, where okay, so. Complete speculation I, I, I don't want, I don't want to be am radio Dj you know crazy dog and the cat right where does he end up this you know but what where do, where do you think where, where where would Vince young most likely most likely end up you know, where, where would you see a 33 old quarterback I mean because he comes in as a backup there's no way he comes in he does come in as a
1: starter I mean I think he would fit an offense you know maybe somewhere in San, like San Francisco you know as a backup there. Um, depending on who their their first quarterback is going to be, right? Yeah, uh, it's going to take somebody, maybe even somebody like a uh, a Belichick, somebody that's going to take it. It takes some time and take them on as a project, and sure. as I see some value there, I Andy Reid, maybe so, yeah, maybe Andy Reid. But I mean, let, let's face it, guys. I mean, there it's hard to, to to field enough starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Sure, the backups in the NFL are just they're not good. Yeah. They're not good, and this is probably what's inspired him to take a shot at it. Yeah, you got yeah. some of these backup quarterbacks are just awful. I mean, look at Tony. Ro- I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't say that about Tony Robo. <laughs> Poor guy, man. Well,
0: Tony is is an interesting case study as well because he's going to end up something. I the he's either going to be up the highest
1: paid backup quarterback yeah, ever, ever on the
0: planet, or he's going to have
1: to go somewhere else. And then if he goes somewhere else. Does he even get the starting job? You yeah. Know, like, How does he come back? Does he play well? Does he not play well? So many things around that. And the teams that need quarterbacks right now, I, does Tony Romo really want to go to Cleveland, to San Francisco, to maybe the Bears? I mean, are these teams he really wants to go to? Yeah. He, uh, Here's a guy who, who's wanted a shot to win, win it all, and he might have to leave a team that's on the up-and-coming to go to another team that just might not get there.
0: He, on June 1st, the Cowboys are going to cut him. Right, I mean, uh, allegedly, you, you or you would think so. You would think you so. Know, he, he's going to get cut, and um, he's – so that means that they'll, they'll, they'll split the money, and he can go wherever he wants to right. go. Right. Yeah, there's some and cash involved you know, or whatever, but Jerry will take care of that. <laughs> there's legit interest from the, all the teams you just mentioned, mm-hmm. the 49ers, the Browns, the, the Bears. I, I just can't – for whatever reason, the, the man is considered an NFL royalty, and um, – I, I think that's because he has a you know a, a heart of gold and a backbone made of uh, pins and needles now, but uh, just uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, pretty much. But you know he, he he plays he he gives you every ounce of what he has on the field, right? He does. So I just can't see where he would end up in a team like that. So then, so then you look at Houston, who has Osweiler there, who would literally it would put it would put Tony Romo in a really peculiar position to take a pay cut like that right because they can't they can't do anything with osweiler no did you see that meme no I, you I, didn't I, see the meme no where uh the, the
1: owner for the the texans and he escapes my mind right now takes osweiler to the uh Pawns, oh the pawn star yeah the pawn star shop yeah. and, and rick's looking at him he's like well after o- lo- o- looking over everything you think it's worth 17 million i give you about ten dollars for him <laughs> i did see
0: that meme. <laughs> and then uh so and then Denver, you know, but Denver, you that immediately starts a, a quarterback triad that you you're looking at, Simeon, who or is it Simmons? Simmon, S- yeah, uh, yeah, he insane. had a he had he had a, he had a, he had a decent season, you know. Right? And then Patrick Lynch is is tagged to be the quarterback the of the future, future there. Right. So do you bring Tony Romo in and and you know give him a shot? Those teams, those two, the Texans and the Broncos make the most sense from a winning standpoint. Right.
1: Well, and there's, but there's so many scenarios, you know, there's talk about Kirk Cousins going to, to, to follow to San Francisco. Okay. All right. So what does that leave Colt McCoy? No. I mean, that means like, Hey, Hey, you don't talk about Colt Well, McCoy. Uh, but I'm just saying he's, I don't know if Colt McCoy is a starting NFL quarterback. Sure. So then what happens to the Redskins? Are they out there trying to get Vince Young? Are they going to actually sign Tony Romo, which would be just insane. Right. But stranger things have happened.
0: So Vince Young. If um, if Tony Romo become became a uh, a Redskin, yeah, what would happen to Red Redskin Nation? What would happen to Redskin? Na- would your head explode? My or? head exploded just when Alfred Morris left us okay. to go play for the Cowboys. Okay,
1: and I was, uh, Alfred Morris is a good dude. Sure, good dude. I'm like, what, what are you thinking? <laughs> but you know, you know, whatever the situation was. But yeah, that would that's just strange. Like I didn't even want Dion, and when we got Dion, you know, well, okay, you know, it tainted or whatever. So.
0: Just speaking of the Redskins. Yeah. Daryl Green turned fifty fifty eight 58 yesterday. Okay. Could you beat Daryl Green in a foot race right now? Could I beat Daryl Green in a foot race? Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I, th- I don't know if anybody could beat Daryl Green. In nah, a race. dude. That dude, that, that that dude is so super fast.
1: Quick, <laughs> super quick, man. The uh, the one time I got to meet him, he, uh, he was racing some, he was, uh, gosh, I forget how old he was, but he was with a bunch of college kids, and he was just burning the tar Despite out of them. them. Yeah, and he was probably twenty years older than them. Wow, and just burning them. He, so that
0: dude, uh, he, yeah, Like I have memories of, of just seeing this flash across my screen, and just see was so fast. Yeah, right? it's ridiculous. And I back back in the day, which was a Wednesday, by the way, but uh, they <laughs> they at the Pro Bowl they used to have those the, you know those skills competitions. Yeah, and running without pads on it was it wasn't even close. No, it wasn't even close. No, there was nobody else on the field. That could get close to catching him in a, in a foot race. Not at all. Every time he would burn you. Yep. All right. So uh, before we get out of here, you made mention of it being. I got one w- more one thing. One more thing. All right. I'm going to
1: break this down for you. 12 days until free agency. Okay. 21 days. Oh, no. I'm sorry. 12 days. Wait, wait, let me back it up here. 12 days from the combine. Okay. 21 days from the free agency. And only 70 days away from draft day. Oh my goodness, Paul. So what that means for me is it's about 75 days until my next fantasy football draft. Because we draft, for our Dynasty League, we draft about one week after the NFL draft. We have our two-round rookie draft. Man. I am pumped.
0: <sighs> I'm going to pray for you and like your kids and <laughs> <laughs> your, all, your whole family that... We get off, and I'm just, you know what? Some people do schedule their whole schedules around, around time, <laughs> things like that, Justin. And then, uh, hey man, it's the only thing I do, it's yeah, my one vice. It's in your life. one vice. My one vice. Okay. In life. I understand. I, you know thing. what? There are, I know that there are a lot of listeners out there right now who are looking at their calendars, thinking the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. You guys, uh, I, I am not alone. <laughs> <laughs> guess what? What Paul's really saying is you need to be gearing up and get ready for, uh, uh, Fat Packs Fantasy Football Part 2 Part 2 <laughs> So Alright man Thanks for that update uh, <laughs> It's also 42 weeks Till Christmas But <laughs> Thanks No That's, that's awesome I, That's probably a little more than that Alright right, are just making up stuff I'm now. just making stuff up Just Making it up Just cause it's whatever it doesn't mean you can just Make it up Just make it up <laughs> Alright guys You um, can do whatever We gotta get out of here Cause we gotta go back to work I gotta edit this And get it up for uh, For all the fine people out there So So uh, any any party shots? Any party shots? Any hellos? Hell- no I'm just waiting for my mom. Just waiting for your mom. It's, it's happening. It's All gonna right. happen. I'm thinking about if we do go to Vegas. I'm thinking about make oh, it happen. Oh, make it happen in Vegas. Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. I think that would be cool. That would be um, amazing. Oh, we gotta go to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, we do. At the buffet. I'll do it At the at buffet. The buffet. <laughs> Yes Uh, Yes, you'll be busy I'll eat your share Oh Uh. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey hey, hey, hey. Alright guys uh, Thanks for joining us this week And until next week Just keep Listening Cue the drink